When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Truth That Heals podcast. I am your host, Ryan Anthony Hernandez, and today I'm with a special guest, author of the book, Healing the Wounds of Childhood and Culture, An Adventure of a Lifetime, Don St. John. Don, thank you for joining. No, you're very welcome. I'm uh, excited and uh feeling really good about being here with you this morning, Ryan. Well, thank you. And before we really get diving into to this interview, can you briefly introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about what you do uh, professionally and maybe you want to share a little bit more, then that'd be perfect as well. Well, I'll, I'll start with saying that I'm semi-retired at 80 years old. And, uh, you know, I see I see patients, uh, but about half time and I teach workshops in fluid movements, a system called continuum. It's an exploration and our fluidity. And I write and I've been doing a number of these shows, sharing my point of view and what I've learned and you know um i had some challenging beginnings i mean really challenging and at some point uh, i knew i needed help that that was some 60 years ago and you know i was 20 years old and uh, i realized i was heading down a pretty rocky road and uh, the outcome, I, I just intuitively knew wasn't going to be pretty. So I started in psychotherapy, and that was the beginning of an adventure. I, I call it an adventure because, you know, an adventure typically has its challenges but we embark on adventures for the rewards, knowing that you know we'll meet the challenges. Some will be unexpected. Some will be greater than we thought they would be. Uh, some would be easy, but we'd meet them. And the rewards, you know, the sights, the the feelings, uh, would just make it all very, very worthwhile. And that's why I call this journey an adventure of a lifetime. And I I love what you've 
mentioned all of that, uh, especially uh, that part of making it worthwhile. And I bring that up because uh, sadly, there are so many people out there, uh, even myself previously, where there are moments of sadness, uh, depression, uh, feeling loneliness. But I really, I really like that, uh, that what you share about fluidity and adventure, but sadly, many people are stuck in that dark, in that dark zone. Uh, but I see that you're, you're very healthy. Uh, you're really um, doing good things. Uh, but I would like to kind of dive into what was life like before you started that adventure, if we can uh, get into that, if that's okay. Sure. You know, growing up, I, I had my, my ambition for most of my childhood. After I gave up the idea of ever being a professional baseball player at about age nine, uh, I decided that I wanted to be a prize fighter. You know, I wanted to be middleweight champion of the world. And you know, I, I harbored that illusion for a number of years. It was my favorite sport, both to engage and to watch. But by the time I was 15, I was beginning to realize I didn't have the stuff, you know, to be a professional fighter. I just didn't have that determination that it takes, that toughness that it takes uh so i didn't know what to do and after high school and there was a great deal of trauma in my background you know just over the top level trauma and so i was pretty frozen on the inside i didn't have access to my feelings emotions intuitions and you know uh, uh I had access only to my fantasies. And, and when I gave up the ambition to, to be a professional sports player or fighter, there was nothing left. So two days after high school, I headed down to San Antonio as a, you know, an enlisted man in the U.S. Air Force. And... While I was there, I got stationed in Bermuda after the first year. Not, not a very difficult assignment, but I took some courses with the University of Maryland's overseas program in Bermuda. And I discovered, to my surprise, that I actually liked school when I was treated respectfully as an adult. And you know, not a juvenile delinquent. And it was in the Air Force that I decided that I need help. And, uh, you know, one step led to another, to another, to a PhD program at the University of Kansas, you know, to a recognition that traditional psychotherapy was nowhere near enough to provide the healing that was necessary, that I really had to explore the relationship of the body to psychological healing, 
I had to explore relationships in much more depth. And I had to explore spirituality. Now, now that was a process that occurred over years. So I'm, I, you know, I'm expressing it here in two minutes, but I'm describing a process that took a long, long time to evolve. And, you know, it continues to this day. And one of the, you know, one of the reasons that I'm sitting here is that I came to recognize, to, to see without any doubt that most human beings, most of us, would do well to engage a healing journey. That most of us live way below our potential our potential for life, our potential to experience ourselves in such a, a bigger, more beautiful way. And it's not an individual problem. It's a collective problem. It's, or maybe it's part of our collective evolution you know, that we're growing a comprehension of what human beings need in order to be fully themselves. Well, thank you for really elaborating and sharing with us that that your journey wasn't a one-day thing, but as you've mentioned, it was a process and it is still uh, developing yeah. as we go. Uh, I think many people including myself have had those experiences where it's it seems scary to engage in the healing journey because there was a part of me in the past which felt i'm too broken to be fixed uh for you as you've had so many years of experience uh what was it like initially when you started to discover uh the human potential and the ability to make life into this beautiful adventure? Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan, and a great point that you bring up that so many people, and myself included, because I was a battered child, and I almost died when I was born to, to begin in a traumatic way. And, and so... I believe that I was way too broken, that, you know, there wasn't too much that could be done to salvage what what had become of me. Uh, many, many different things, you know, the tendency towards addictions, tendency toward depression, relationship dysfunction, uh, you know, all kinds of things that no need to go into, but just to say that they were pretty, pretty hard, pretty challenging. And, you know, that's too is what I came to believe. And one of the moments, one of the things that turned it around for me is took a while. It took several years. And I'm talking about, you know, psychotherapy, 
different kinds of seminars and workshops and, you know, self-improvement and this and that. It took, it took several years when I came to one of the most important realizations I could have had. And that is, we are all wounded to one degree or another. We are, that's why I use the word wounds instead of trauma. Too many people believe that, no, there was no trauma in my childhood. Everything was normal. And I ask one question, were you able, were you able to share all your feelings with your parents? Could you sit down and tell them what was really going on? in your heart and soul? And if the answer is no, you know, yeah, you were trusting. You weren't trusting your most important relationships to be able to open your heart and reveal yourself to them. You see, there's, there's this tension between authenticity and parental approval. You know, we give up our authenticity to stay in that sometimes very narrow range of acceptance of parental approval. Does that make is that 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 makes that makes perfect sense? Yeah. It really holds a lot of people back. And you know, I of course I will always, you know, look at myself, uh looking at uh, not just parents, but you know, at you know, in church, you know, you have those uh, authority leaders who you don't yeah. want to uh, disappoint. Um, but then it's holding back that authenticity, and I think authenticity is something which can be so pure, so beautiful. But it's just at times uh, it's hard to tap into. But I really enjoy how you're opening that door for us. Yeah, it can be. It can be very hard to tap into, especially when we were, you know, conditioned, powerfully conditioned to not be authentic, but to be as other people believe we should be. And as you mentioned, not just parents, but ministers, pastors, teachers, and on and on. So, yeah, it's it's challenging. And, and then, you know, the more life-negating the messages that we receive as a kid, you know, for example, anything implying that our sexuality is bad, you know, is a life-negating message that has profound effects, not only on our psyche, but on our bodies as well. We shape, literally shape ourselves, okay? <laughs> shape ourselves to conform to those injunctions, to those messages, to those requirements to be good within this, family or community structure that's a mouthful 
It, it's a, a mouthful. No, I, I wouldn't say it's a mouthful. I think it's it's a reality that many of us uh, live in, and it's good to to face it in a healthy way. Uh, because if it's not approached in the healthy way, uh, I stayed in that box for a long time. And I think that hearing your message is a healthy way to give the tools to the audience members on how to open up that uh, authenticity and that uh, human potential, which I think is something which is so beautiful. Uh, and getting into, you know, the human potential, uh, life's purpose, healing, uh, I would like to ask you, what views have you constructed regarding healing and, again, uh, human potential during your years of adventure, your years of discovery? Again, that's a great question. I love it, Brian. So uh, you may have to stop me to get a oh. word. That's a question I can spend a, a fair amount of time on. First, first of all, I believe that if not all, most human beings have lots of wounds. But here's 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 a key perspective. Those wounds are the stuff out of which we make the gold of our lives. Let me give you an example. Suppose a person comes in to adulthood and you know they start in the world of relationships and discover that they're challenged sexually, okay? Maybe they have real difficulty reaching orgasm. Maybe they have difficulty controlling uh, the length of time before ejaculation. Maybe, you know, any one of a number of challenges, right? And you say, well, that's a curse, that's bad luck. That's terrible. That's, you know, that's a wound that has to be fixed and dealt with. Yes, and out of that wound, you can develop a rare capacity to communicate about your needs and wants, desires, fantasies, preferences in a sexual context. You could become really good at taking off all your clothes emotionally as well as sexually. Do you see what I mean? If, for example, I'll give you another completely different example. Let's say, you know, when I was in my 20s, if you asked me to stand up in a group and say my name and where I came from, that'd be a challenge. You know, that'd be a challenge. Today, give me 300, 500 people and let me talk to them. I have a great time. Okay. 
I had to work with that fear and get to the point where there was no longer a fear, but an enjoyment of that very act that terrified me. So that was a wound, you know, being afraid of showing myself, revealing myself. And the more I could do that, both on a one-to-one level and in, in front of an audience to stand there and say, this is who I am. You know, this is this is what happened to me. This is how I dealt with it. This is there's a there's an intervening step. This is what happened to me. This is how I made sense of it. And usually we make sense of it by concluding we're defective. Straight out. We're defective. Okay. We're deficient. We're not good enough. Or we have to do A, B, C, D, E in order to be good enough. Because fundamentally, we're not good enough. Okay. So that's how we make sense of it. So let me start over what happened. Um, How we made sense out of what happened. Waking up to that and now starting to do something about it. Uh, I I really I'm I'm going to interrupt you right there just very briefly. No, that's fine. I'm finished with that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, because uh, the part that you mentioned at the end, the, the doing something about it, that's a very important part. However, when uh, so many, you know, talk to themselves and again, looking at the problem and then they'll tell themselves, I am the problem. And then case closed, uh, nothing is done about or communication between uh, in intimacy or whether it's in the group, the communication ends because as, as you know, going into what you're saying, uh, there's this shame this shame, which I think is very dangerous, but how do people let go of this shame? Because, you know, being intimate sexually with someone, it's something beautiful or being able to speak in public and to simply introduce yourself. It can be a very powerful thing, but there's a lot of shame that uh, many people have from childhood. Uh, Is there a tool that you can share or uh, maybe a first step which can help enable someone who is in that dark, that dark period to probably uh, slowly start walking into a life of authenticity and healing? Uh, How many days do you have for the answer to that question? (laughs) (laughs) But let's start. Let's. It's a big question. You know, it's yes. a big question. It's important. It's an important question, and you know, one of the reasons I'm I'm here. You know, one of the reasons I'm doing shows like this to to give people hope. I think that's that's first and foremost, and one of the one of the best recognitions. You know, it can start as a simple thought. 
but to really get it as a truth that you're not alone. You're not alone. It's that feeling of being alone with your shame that makes it so crippling. You know, we hide. Shame compels us to hide. It's, it's what shame is. It's like, yuck. There's a defect here. That, you know, it's ugly. And I can't ever let you or anyone else see it. And nobody has it like me. You know, I'm alone with this. Once you realize, Brian, that that's not true, it's not true. You're joined by millions, millions with very similar feelings. Once that sinks in, okay, then maybe you could begin. Then the next thing I recommend is find out what's available. You know, there are books that can start you on the path. My book, that's one of the reasons that I wrote it, is to help people first understand what happened and second, understand what's available to them. So, yeah, my book, uh, Gabor Mate, you may have heard of Gabor, his book, The Myth of Normal. Uh, you know, we don't want to try to be normal, God forbid. <laughs> we want to be ourselves, our fullness. You know, we want our wholeness, we want to be whole human beings you know, relationally capable, capable of deep intimacy, capable of revealing ourselves at our choice. Not to everybody we meet, of course, but at our choice to emotionally take off all the garments and say, here I am, here I am. We want to feel our bodies not as these heavy burden laden structures but the body ryan the body is 70 percent water there's a whole system out there to learn how to be fluid in your body how to make it more capable of resonance and relationship Right? And you embark on this journey to get to the point where all those deep fears about, you know, your inner ugliness or defectiveness are recognized for what they are. BS. They're BS. There's a spark in you just waiting to shine. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you so much for that message. And I think it's... I think it's empowering to hear hear from you that there's a spark in all of us. And I think that I want to see that spark turn into a real a light, you know, a flame. And I can't wait to start reading your book. I'll be honest, I haven't uh, started, but because there's so many good books and you've mentioned a few already uh, in this podcast and I, I I bring that up because uh, one thing that has helped me personally in my own healing journey, besides of course you know therapy and uh, was reading, you know reading books mm-hmm. and opening my mind that I'm not alone. I think uh, reading a lot of memoirs helped mm-hmm. me to connect that what I have been through my own wounds there was. 10 years ago, I would have thought to myself, I'm alone in this world. No one understand. Nobody gets it. But as I started exploring different literature, uh, it started opening that world that it's, it's possible to connect. And like you said, uh, telling oneself, I'm not alone. And I think that was very important for my personal journey because once i i i said to myself i'm not alone that's when i was able to really open out and when i started doing the podcast when i when i very when i the very beginnings i couldn't show my face i would be i had a small microphone i would be shaking but i was determined because kind of going on on what you're saying, there was a purpose, there was a meaning uh, behind behind living life. And I think that that's something which I hope that the audience gets from hearing also your story, that it's a beautiful thing to live life and to live life to the full. Um, And I, I I wanted to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, for sharing uh, your knowledge, and for sharing about your book with the audience. Thank you for doing this. I commend you on your courage and your wisdom to embark on that journey. And, you know, it, there's no end, Ryan. There's no I, end. That light can shine brighter 
it can touch more people. You know, it can help more people discover their own light. And I think that's what we're here to do. One of the things I'm sensing, we have another minute or two here. And... Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. One of the things I'm sensing is, is that there is the beginnings of a, of a turnaround in our culture. Just an example from a patient I was working with yesterday, a woman who had a very, very harsh childhood, emotionally completely neglected by both parents, physically made to work hard on a farm and with no like emotional rewards. And she's managed to give her children something that she never received herself. And her children can share themselves with her and her husband. They can reveal themselves, their emotions, their challenges. And it's a beautiful thing to watch, you know. She's not passing down that trauma that she received. She's turning it around. And I think this is happening more and more and more. It may take another 10 generations, you know, before it's the norm. You know, we we have to balance between, you know, 100 years ago, it was uh, spare the rod and spoil the child. You beat them, you know, you just beat them when, when they disobeyed. Uh, speak when you're spoken to, you know, uh, don't speak un unless you're asked. Those kinds of things. And it got, it went all the way to the other side, you know, let them do whatever they want. Uh, let them be free, etc. So we have to recognize that structure is important as well as emotional nourishment and, and uh, you know, love and connection, but also structures so a, a child feels safe in their, in their world. So we're in that process. And I sense the beginning of a turnaround where parents are recognizing it's important that ch children can identify acknowledge, express what they're feeling, and do that in a respectful way. Well, just to kind of wrap things up, what I, I wanted to share with you, what I really uh, enjoyed from this interview is collecting from you uh, some very important uh, elements and it is uh, you know the spirituality um, the, the emotions the body and I bring I bring and also the mind I bring that up because I think uh, so oftentimes uh, people have it scattered you know the spiritual life is separated from uh, from the emotions and uh, relational uh, but you found a way to 
put these all together in this interview and to have all these uh, essential elements to be in one uh, toolbox. And I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, you're most welcome. It was a, a work of 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have your book. Uh, where can the audience uh, find this book? Uh, Amazon, for sure. Probably order it in any bookstore because it's, you know, on the, the book list. Uh, but Amazon, for sure, and on my website. And there's a lot of other resource information on my website. My website is more designed to help people find things that are out there uh, more than promoting my business, my because I'm semi-retired. I'm not trying to work more. Uh, so, yeah, just check into my website, and it's www connection.com So I'll be leaving all of that, uh, those links in the show notes, uh, your website, also uh, the link for the Amazon so that people can uh, purchase your book. And so check out uh, the book by uh, Don St. John. And again, thank you so much, Don, for being a guest on the Truth That Heals podcast. Well, it's been my pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you, Ryan. 